You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Friday, October 23rd, and today is the last day of the show before the Steelers take on the Titans, both teams being 5-0 in Tennessee, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be an interesting one, and we've got a lot to talk about. First, in the first segment, we're going to talk about in the injury reports, some Tomlinisms that came out this week that we get to laugh about. And of course, we'll dive into our picks in the second segment of all NFL games this weekend. And finally, a full preview of the game with top matchups, what's going to happen, and of course, a final score prediction. And doing that with me today is a special guest, Jenna Harner. That's right, she's back on the show. Jenna Harner, sports reporter from Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. Her and I will have a great time on the show. You get to listen to all of it right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I like to watch this season when I'm going over game footage to see how TJ Watt gets a lot of his sacks. When I do, I like to drink a nice cold Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through your game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. And today, we welcome back our, our friend, our guest, Jenna Harner from WPXI Channel 11 here in Pittsburgh. Jenna, we missed you last week. How you doing? I missed you guys, too. I was so glad to be back. Thanks for having me again, as this is always so fun. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for this uh, five-star matchup we got ahead this week. It's going to be uh, thrilling, to say the least. Jenna, you haven't been in here a year, but you're already using key phrases the Steelers use, like five-star matchup. I see you're quick on the learning. I'm jumping straight on all the Tomlinisms too. They're kind of like now a part of my dialogue on a daily basis. It's great. Okay. I have a question. Ooh. If I can't, I can't see past lunch, where does that rank in your <laughs> Tomlinisms? That's got to be top five because same, I can never see past lunch. That is me also. Listen, listen, I, it's a little different for me now because with journalism, you, you're kind of all over the place and your lunch can get moved a lot. But when I was working in a legal office all the time, I was always like, all right, if I push lunch back to two, that means I only got three more hours of work, but I'm really hungry. So I got to make this. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't see past lunch was perfect. And for those who don't know, that was Mike Tomlin. When someone asked him what's going to happen to inside linebacker, he was, that was his response. He's like, Hey, don't bother me with those kind of questions. So. Yeah, I, I loved it. Can't see past lunch. The pack is the pack, or the strength of the pack is their pack. Oh, man, so many, so many gems, so many gems. Obviously, you know, all that fun. But my, my favorite Tomlinism of all time is my mother worked in the shipyard, and she never took days off, so we don't take days off either. And everyone was just like, what? <laughs> that yeah wow that is that is a top three for sure that's incredible 
<laughs> he is, is as Mike Tomlin all the way. I'm sure we'll get a lot more before this year's over painting barns red and yellow. But Jenna, let's get into our, our top stuff for the day. We got to go over the Steelers injury report just to update for this huge game. It's two five and O teams facing off. And yesterday I, we were, I was talking about the injury report on this show um, and, uh, and a little bit in the Steelers. They, they yesterday they had uh, Juju Smith-Schuster missed with a knee. Uh, Mike Hilton and Derek Watt missed with a shoulder and a hamstring. Marquise Pouncey was out with a foot. Um, and Stephon Tewitt and Ben Roethlisberger didn't practice for, for, for non-injury reasons. But today, the Steelers get back everybody except Hilton and Watt, who didn't practice. Ben practiced in a limited fashion, but Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, Stephon Tewitt, all of them in full practice on Thursday. And it seems like that's mostly a lot of good signs for the Steelers moving forward. Yeah, definitely a lot of good signs there. DeCastro coming back is always a great thing, although I do have to give props to what Kevin Dotson has been doing as a rookie. He has been – I mean, granted, those aren't the positions you watch all the time unless you really deep dive and analyze into football. But what Kevin Dotson has been able to do, again, this is a rookie who didn't have that traditional rookie minicamp, OTAs, any of this. He has a job to protect Ben Roethlisberger, and he's doing a pretty solid job. He really is. I think PFF ranked him the best pass blocking guard in the NFL right now. I'm like, that's crazy. This is like his second or third start in the league. I saw that. That was unbelievable. And it gotta, it's got to give him a bit of confidence, too. And he's one of those guys, too. He just loved his story. He grew up a Steelers fan. This is a team that's been in his blood. Now he gets to play for them and protect Ben Roethlisberger, of all people. I mean, that is just such a tough task, and he has risen to that occasion really well. So, obviously, getting DeCastro is back is really solid for this team, but the fact that Kevin Dotson has been performing as well as he has has got to give them a ton of confidence. Yeah, you have to think. I think he's, what, he's what 22 years old or something like that? Ben yeah. Roethlisberger has been the starter for the Steelers at least since he was seven years old, and now – he gets to protect the guy that he's rooted for since he was that old. That is pretty crazy to think about. Um, but but you're right. They, they haven't missed – I mean, the team has obviously missed David DeCastro, but not in the sense that it's out of desperation because of his style of play. Um, but now you know both Pouncey and DeCastro ready to go. The biggest concerns there, of course, Mike Hilton and Derek Watt, Watt who seemed to re-aggravate that hamstring injury last week. Hilton, who went out with a shoulder injury, though Cam Sutton did fill in well and get us get us uh, an interception. He's that's kind of what he does. He just fills in anywhere he's needed on this roster. So I mean, they should be kind of prepared to deal with either of those, but still a little bit of concern because Hilton's been a factor in both the pass rush, stuffing the run, and defending the pass. Yeah, Hilton's been pretty special in that secondary to watch. But again, knowing that Sutton can come in and, you know, fill those roles is kind of what makes him such a good versatile back in that sense. He's able to, you know, have all of those abilities to do that. Um, and I mean, it's going to be, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued just to see how this secondary is going to react against Tannehill and how Tannehill is going to fare because it was so interesting. I mean, obviously the Titans are, you know, 5-0 and for a reason, but the defenses they've played, everyone's looking at Tannehill's numbers and what they've been able to put up. Now, granted, some of the defenses the Steelers have played have been a little iffy too, but what Tannehill, you know, he's averaging, I think it was like 277 yards a yeah. game, I think, around that ballpark range. Mm -hmm. um, but he's doing it against all bottom half defenses. So now I'm going to be interested to see what the Steelers defense can do to him and how much um, success he has. And then obviously we know Derrick Henry being Derrick Henry, what's going to happen there. So it'll be, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited too. We'll get to our full preview and breakdowns of this game in the final segment. 
Um, but going over the Titans injury report, uh, yesterday they were kind of the same situation as the Steelers. A few question marks. Jadavian Clowney missed with a knee injury. Well, he was back on Thursday. Michael Pruitt missed with an illness. Uh, he was back on Thursday. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, the offensive tackle who was on the team's COVID list, he has been listed as an, with an illness, and he's not practiced on Wednesday or Thursday. He's the team's first-round draft pick at rookie. Um, Jenna, I don't know if you ever saw – I think it was his video where his girlfriend was trying to hug him while the camera was on him when he got picked. And then it yes! just, mom just come and just you get off my son. You, know? <laughs> you, you don't, you let the mom hug him first. You let the mom, but as the girlfriend, you got to know your place. I don't mean to say it in that sense, but you got to know the hierarchy and you know, it's family and then you. Yes. That was hysterical. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. That's just, I'll never, I'll never forget that, that you know, just watching that. Cause I could, you could just see, she was really nice at first. She was like, yeah, come on, come on. All right, now get your ass out of here. Like, now it's time to go. No, 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 honey. Gotta, gotta move now. Uh, so, so that's Isaiah Wilson. I mean, he's a good offensive tackle. I, I gave him some, some uh, high grades going into the draft, but it doesn't look like he'll be able to play just yet. Um, and I mean, this would be his first start in the NFL, I believe. Um, but uh, let's look around here. A.J. Brown, that's the big one. Well, Johnny Smith, who was limited in practice with an ankle injury on Wednesday, he was back at full practice Thursday. So expect the tight end who's performed very well for the Titans to be ready. But A.J. Brown uh, has a knee injury at the wide receiver position. He didn't practice Thursday. That's the big one that you circle and you're asking questions about there, right, Jenna? Yeah, absolutely. And if he's going to be able to go, then you're going to, if he, I mean, the fact that he didn't practice today well enough kind of says exactly where he's at. Friday's reports are usually that concrete, you know, this is going to happen. This is going to not, but we all know what can happen. And if he is going to play, then there is some questions there with, okay, sure. He's in, he's playing, but how strong is he? And we know how Tennessee is so reliant on the run that that might make it a little bit easier for him to, if he's not going to get the full day that he has because of the fact that he's injured, but that does, you know, does leave some question marks. You know, your top guy or one of your top wide receivers is not doing so well with that knee injury. And all of a sudden, you know, you find some weaknesses in that offense there. Yeah, certainly some weaknesses in the offense. If A.J. Brown isn't around, it's going to be more weaknesses in three of my fantasy teams because he's always – because I picked him I picked him a lot this year. I really thought he'd do well. But uh, but we'll see. There's, there's your injury reports. We talked about Tom Lisms there. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, you know what time it is. We got to do all the picks for all the games this weekend before we give you the official preview of the Steelers. Before we get into any of that, got to tell you about our great sponsors, BuiltGo. BuiltGo makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, you can break through it with Go every day. It's, an, it's easy to take in just one and a half ounce packages. You can put the package in your briefcase for your most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to help you power through the back nine, or just put it in your pocket to help you get through the day or through your workout. BuiltGo is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash feeling in the end. Plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink, but with a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. BuiltGo combines energy gel with protein. And that protein is fast absorbing to get into your system fast. Plus, it's easier on the stomach. Bilko is loaded with good stuff to ignite my workout. Beta-alanine, B3, honey, and just a little kick of caffeine. 
And Belko then keeps kick kicks in to keep me going strong. It's got B6 and B12. And Belko helps helps you get healthier joints, soft tissue, hair, and skin. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use their code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Welcome back to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here, joined by Jenna Harner of WPXI Channel 11 here in Pittsburgh. Now, Giants-Eagles faced off Thursday night. I mean, it's the NFC East, who cares? But... We Not a lot, lot of people, let me tell you that. Yeah, and it's it's funny, Jenna. I, I was talking about this with a few of my friends. Like, I miss the NFC East rivalry. Like, I went to Cheney, so when I was at Cheney, Cheney's, like, outside of Philadelphia. Man, like, I would just sit in a corner and just watch Eagles fans. Whenever they played the Cowboys or the Giants or Washington, they, there would be there, – there were cadres of fans of all those teams. But Eagles fans, when they met up with them at, to watch the game, you just sat back and you just watched the oh. hatred, the just the things, the jokes, the yo mama jokes that would that would be said, you know, after each score, like you know, like Don McNabb, he's like yo mama's on Don McNabb, like dang, like calm down, y'all. Um, I mean, I, I I have to admit, I watched two fist fights between Cowboys and Eagles fans. It was those were um, I don't want to say entertaining, but entertaining. <laughs> just oh. yeah, just like like wow, how's that happening? But so that's the NFC East. It's sad what's happening to them. But let's talk about an NFC matchup where there's two other struggling teams here. we got the Lions at the Falcons. Lions 2-3, and three, Falcons 1-5. and five. Both won last week in, uh, in, a, in you know, a little bit of surprise on, on the Falcons' part. Uh, but, hey, you got Matt Stafford versus Matt Ryan, the battle of the Mats that haven't really done much with, <laughs> with their teams, um, despite being franchise quarterbacks. Jenna, who are you leaning on continuing getting their second win in a row? This is a hard one for me. There aren't there are some difficult ones this week, and this one I'm kind of toying back and forth. It's one of those like head in my heart, like my gut wants to say the Falcons just because of what they were able to do against Minnesota. You blow them out, you have that confidence going forward. You finally get your first win after blowing all of those leads. Five leads. It was I think they blew a lead in every single game they played. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but the Lions also are kind of that an oddball team for me, too. I don't know. Like, these are two teams I don't entirely know their identities. I, I feel like I want to go with the Falcons here just because I think they're going to carry that momentum a little more. So I think I'm going with Atlanta, but this is a wary one. Yeah, I'm going with Atlanta as well. They're at home. And, you know, remember they got rid of Dan Quinn. So, like, there's maybe that little bit of a charge of, hey, new leadership, whatever. We're, we're going forward with this kind of confidence, you know. I go with that. I'm also – I'm just – but I'm just not sold on either team's identity. Uh, DeAndre Swift did have a big week for the Lions last week. If he can keep that going, maybe they get the edge. But I'm, I'm just taking the home team there. So you and I are on the same page. Moving along to the Battle of Ohio, part one, we've got the Browns at the Bengals. Browns, of course, getting shellacked by the Steelers last week, 4-2. and two. The Bengals won 4-1. and one. They're at home. I waver on this one, Jenna, because – the Browns may were, may have been good for the most part of the, the early part of this season, but historically, when they take one of those butt whooping losses, and it it you know and it just confirms that they're not the team that they keep saying that they are, usually you start to see a collapse. But you're going up against a team 
that's completely in a rebuild right now where A.J. Green and Carlos Dunlap are making it clear they want to be used more and they're not being used more. There's turmoil there. I don't know who to go with here. This is a tough one for me, too, because instinctually I just wanted to say the Browns, but this also is one of those games when they played earlier in the season, the Bengals were kind of in it still. They had a chance. So I I think I want to say the Browns in this one just because of the fact that they're coming off the shellacking from the Steelers that just – absolute beat down loss the Bengals blew a I think it was 21 point lead the Bengals blew a big lead um last week so I think for the Browns this is a bounce back game I mean I'm gonna be interested to see how Baker Mayfield's health is because my god that hit from Cam Hayward I'm still not over he sent him into the ground and then some it was a thing of beauty so I'm going Cleveland to bounce back in this one but I think this one's kind of going to be close I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to, I'm going to say Cleveland, just, just like the Bengals don't have any, if this was anyone else other than the Jets, the Jets, I still would pick Cleveland. But, um, but if, if this was most other teams, I would, I would take them to, to bury the Browns a little bit here, but this might be the perfect road game for the Browns to figure themselves out after a really bad loss. Like you said, Cam Hayward did deliver a big hit and there's a lot of drama that came after that game. Let's move along to a game between two big quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson hosting Aaron Rodgers. Packers 4-1 and one at the 1-5 and five Texans. The Packers suffered a rough loss last week as well to the Buccaneers. Uh, the Texans 1-5. Uh, and five, Maybe they're working on balance. They almost took the Titans last week. They were very close. But uh, this is an interesting matchup here because the Texans are figuring out who they are and the Packers need to rebound after getting embarrassed by the Buccaneers. That game, well, first of all, deciding that Aaron Rodgers was going to be my fantasy quarterback over Jimmy G last week was probably the worst mistake I've made so far this season. (laughs) And it wasn't one you would have thought it was going to be that bad. Painful. Moving forward in that sense, I think this is a game that Green Bay bounces back. I think we did not see the Aaron Rodgers that we saw through the first five games of the season. But this is an interesting matchup for me. Houston is really, like you said, kind of finding their identity here. The fact that they were able to keep it as close as they were with the Titans, they really made that one a game in itself. And then obviously it could have been something more, but you lose the coin toss, which to me that rule is – one of the dumbest rules ever, but heck, that's for another time. Um, I think that uh, Green Bay bounces back in this one, but this is going to be a good game. I agree. It's going to be a good one. I think Green Bay wins. I'm just a, just a little skeptical. Of what I do agree with you. Those overtime rules are stupid. They need to give both teams the ball. Um, I think, yeah, both teams get the ball. Literally just make it if you – if, you know, the Titans drive, drive down, score a touchdown, great. Houston gets the ball. They have to score a touchdown. After that, the next touchdown wins for sure. I mean, it was real funny at the coin toss. You can see when they lose it, Deshaun Watson just throws his head back like, ah, I know it's, it's over. Yep. Uh, no, they know. <laughs> but, uh, Painful. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so uh, you got the uh, – and it, let's move on. NFC South showdown. Panthers at Saints, Panthers three and three, Saints three and two. Jenna, I'm a little concerned for the Saints because they have not been consistent at all this year. Now, granted, maybe that's because Michael Thomas ain't been there and they need the full complement in their offense. But the Panthers have been competitive this year. Teddy Bridgewater efficient. Mike Davis has filled in nicely for Christian McCaffrey. And that Panthers defense has been a problem for quarterbacks. This one is one I want to instinctually say the Saints, and then you look further deeper in, and you're like, wait a second, but do I really want to say the Saints? I don't know entirely. I feel like 
I feel like I have to go New Orleans with what they've been able to do as of late, the win over the Chargers, and they're kind of finding, again, that offensive identity. Do I, I think Michael Thomas is coming back this yeah. week, I believe. Yeah. Um, so you have your number one guy, your guy that Drew Brees can trust in any situation where we haven't, he hasn't had that guy, and he's still been able to find Alvin Kamara. Um, why is there other receiver escaping me right Fred now? Manuel Sanders, one of those guys. Sanders, that's who it was, yeah. yeah. Sanders, because um, Breeze and Sanders are still trying to find that same yeah. age, still trying to get on that, you know, figure out that exact timing, which we've seen can take time, obviously, to develop with a quarterback like Drew Breeze. Um, but I think, obviously, that boost of Michael Thomas. But I expect this one to be competitive. This could go either way, but I think I'm going with the Saints here. I'm with you. I'm going to stick with the Saints. They're at home. They need this win. Um, I want to. I want to. If they don't win this game, lots of question marks, and I'm probably going to be scratching them off my list of teams that I consistently pick to win this year. Now, isn't this the first week also that uh, the Superdome has fans? I think so. Yes, this is so. So that that might contribute to as well. Though some will say that the Superdome is cursed. That's a whole other story. Um, but uh, but let's get to a game briefly. I guess you, this this is the Bills at the Jets. This is my survivor game of the week. Just pick the bills, check it. Don't ask no questions. The Jets are a complete dumpster fire. Adam Gason, just, I don't understand why, what, what they're doing there. Nope. There's no question. This is a bills win for sure, especially with what's happened to them the last two weeks. The Kansas City game in itself was just so frustrating to watch because the Bills did not do anything on offense. Josh Allen did not. Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen of last year, early on last year. And they were still within, they still had a chance to win it against the defending Super Bowl champs. So you're this one, you just what more do you say other than this is a bounce back win for the Bills? The Jets are moving to 0-7. Here's another sad NFC East matchup. It's got the Cowboys, two and four at Washington, one and five. Now, crazy thing is, if the Cowboys, whoever wins this will be in contention for uh for, for first place based off of uh based off of just the fact that nobody has more than two wins right now um it is outrageous this division is so bad i read something today that the washington football team is one win away from first place in the division and also one loss away from being in first place potentially for the top pick so like it can go either way that is just uh it's it's ugly it's ugly yeah i'm i'm flipping a coin i'm gonna say washington no wait oh crap they have kyle allen uh <laughs> I put the coin again. I picked the Cowboys just because I don't even care. Someone's got to lose this game. Washington, they're both dumpster fires right now. I'll just trust that maybe the Cowboys will find something to, to come out of a victory in this game. See, I'm just going Washington because it's like, eh, you know, make, make, make this division, if it's going to be as bad as possible, make this as interesting as possible. That's very good point. If, if, a, if a playoff team can get, can get into the playoffs with five wins, I will laugh and it will be much more entertaining that way. Um, so I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm with you. I'll root for Washington, but I'll stick with the Cowboys for my pick, but I'll be rooting for Washington with the upset. Let's move forward. What, what, what is a big matchup that's been rescheduled just a little bit? It was Sunday night football. Now it's 4.05 because the Raiders are having a bit of an outbreak. They had another player test positive or be put on the COVID-19 list. Um, I think it was Jonathan Abrams uh, who, who tested positive or was put on the list. But uh, the Buccaneers, 4-2 at the Raiders. Buccaneers slaughtered the, the Packers last week. Raiders upset the Saints earlier this year, upset the Chiefs earlier this year. 
This is an interesting matchup, but I'm going with the Buccaneers simply because if we have this game, I think their defensive front, whoever's available to the Raiders offensive line, I think they're in for a lot of trouble. See, now with the, all the COVID things, initially I wanted to say the Raiders just because I think that, you know, the Bucks are coming off that big blowout. The Raiders coming off a bye, coming into this matchup. They're at home. This is a tough one for me. I originally would have said Raiders, but I think with the COVID stuff, I almost say you kind of have to go Bucks in this sense. And I don't uh, – I, you know what? I'm going with the Raiders. Hey, maybe I'll make yeah. some surprises, but we're doing it. All right, back-to-back picks where we're different. I got Cowboys. She has Washington. I have Bucks. You have Raiders. Uh, I just realized that's a Super Bowl rematch. I always completely forget about that year. Um, That's right. It feels like it escapes your memory a little bit. Yeah, it does. I mean, that was the Janet Jackson Super Bowl. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it just just hit me, like, all the things that happened that year. Anyways, um, and the fact that John Gruden's coaching again. God, the things. Five and one Chiefs at two and three Broncos. To me, this is another survivor game ish pick. Um, Broncos, even in their win against the Patriots last week, they didn't look good. Drew Locke really was hurting. He didn't do too well. The Chiefs, a strong win where they were able to run the ball on the ground when they needed to against the Bills last week. They didn't even need Patrick Mahomes to really sling it all over the place. I just think that either way, they're going to find a way to win this game. Yeah, this screams Chiefs to me. This one should be easy. I mean, again, with the the Patriots had a chance to win that game at the end too, and I don't think that they're as obviously nearly as what they were with Tom Brady, but now I just don't know how solid of a team that Patriots team is, and the Broncos were still obviously able to pull off that win. I'm going with Kansas City in this one because, again, if the fact that you have Patrick Mahomes on the field and you don't need him to win you a football game says you're doing pretty well with the season. Absolutely. So both of us with the Chiefs there. Now here's a battle of one win teams. One and five Jaguars at the one and four Chargers. <sighs> it's tough to predict both these guys. I, I, there's times I thought they were both going to win. There's times I both think they're both going to lose. But I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. They're at home. The Jaguars are traveling to the West Coast. Justin Herbert's looked decent in his early starts. I, I do think that this could be a great fantasy opportunity for people to start lots of players because I don't think the Chargers defense is going to do much to stop Gardner Minshew in his passing and I also think the same thing with uh, the Jaguars defense with Justin Herbert this is just one thing the the not the Jags the Chargers they've all been one possession games oh my god your season could be so different and Justin Herbert is definitely coming into his own in the league I don't think people would have expected him to do what he's been able to do I liked what I saw from him against the Saints and I think he's continuing to grow so I like um, his abilities and what we've seen from him so far this season. But we need so they have to close out a game this season. They have to do it. And I think it's going to be this week. I think it's a good call there. Niners at Patriots. Niners three and three. Patriots two and three. Cam Newton's back. But man, they looked rough last week against the Broncos. I, I still have to pick the Patriots because they're at home. The Niners are coming to the East Coast. And I mean, it's Foxborough still, kind of. I mean, I just. I don't know. I have a hard time picking the Niners right now. They've been hurt up a lot. They've had a lot of question marks. So I'm sticking with the Patriots, but it's not one I'm confident about. No, this is one, too. I feel like you could swing it either way. I mean, I, I, I don't know who this 49ers team is this season. Again, they're, I, I feel like this year there's so much more parity than normal, and I think you add in everything with COVID, and it just makes it so much more. Uh, there's, you know, any – you know, obviously they say any given team, any given week – there's the one, you know, you're always going to pick against the Jets. But I think this is a game that really you could see. 
either team really win this, I, again, I like your thought with new England. I think the really, the big factor for me is that San Fran has to come to the West or the East coast again. So I think that's the one competitive advantage new England has, but I think this one's going to be close. And I think it's, you know, it's going to be based on how Jimmy G performs and how the Patriots defense performs. Again, obviously they had a lot of guys opt out, but they have not been looking like the Patriots defense of the past. They have not, they have not. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot can be said about that, you know, you know, whether or not, you know, the, the, you know, with COVID and then with, uh, you know, with Tom Brady being gone, has there been, been, a, been enough of an offense to cover for them to keep the pressure on other teams to score more? Uh, you know, a lot of questions there, but obviously they're not the same thing. Uh, you know, but still, just, I feel like the Niners aren't the team to knock off the Patriots. Though it, it is funny, this would be Jimmy Garoppolo taking on the team that got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo so that they could keep Tom Brady for a few more years. So, Jimmy Garoppolo revenge game. Hey, I'm here for it if that happens. That, that, that would be funny. All right, Sunday night football. The game flexed to that spot. The Seahawks at the Cardinals. Seahawks 5-0, one of the last undefeated teams in the league. At the Cardinals, who had a blowout win over the Cowboys last week. Russell Wilson, to me, is still the man. And I like some of the things that the Cardinals are putting together. And I think this is another high-scoring game because both of these defense can be susceptible to the passing game. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I think uh, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf put on a show. And uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray isn't able to keep up with D-Hop, Larry Fitz, and uh, Christian Kirk. I think so, too. I think what we've seen from Russell Wilson this season has just been such a thing of beauty. And I did the funniest tweet that I have seen. It was two weeks ago when Seattle was on Sunday Night Football. That was the Vikings game. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Vikings game. Someone said, Seattle has literally never played in a normal game. And I was like, yeah, no, that's about right. <laughs> that is correct. So I think this will be a really fun game to watch. Hey, obviously, I think everybody wants to see the Bucks and Raiders as a Sunday night matchup. But, hey, this is our second option. This is a pretty good second option. So I think this is also – because this will be Kyler Murray's first Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. I think, and obviously we saw what he could do on Monday. So, you know, kid can rise to the lights in primetime. But I think – um, Russell just continues to cook as he's been, but this is going to be a high scoring battle. And I think we're going to see at least three touchdowns from Russ. Last pick here, bears at Rams, bears five and one Rams four and two bears. Their defense has been tough. Nick Foles is there. Nick Foles, of course, a former backup for the Rams at one point, because he's been a backup everywhere. Uh, but the Rams, they've got Aaron Donald and he said he's coming for Nick Foles. He even apologized in advance. Do you think that that's, Going to the, you think the Rams defense causes too many problems, or do you think the Bears go to six and one on the year? I think the Rams bounce back, especially after what happened against San Fran. Mm. I don't. I, I keep questioning: Are the Bears good? Are the Bears actually good? I don't think they are, especially with the fact that you made a quarterback switch. Yes, Nick Foles is great and he's fantastic, but the fact that they Mitchell Trubisky was their guy, and all of a sudden they're like, nope, just kidding, we're going to Nick Foles this season, and they've been able to do, you know, five and one. I just, I don't, I, I don't think they're as good as their record is. I really don't. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that they're not as good as their record anymore. I'm going to stick with the Bears and saying that they're going to, that they're, they've earned their five wins, but I'm picking the Rams in this game. They're at home, Midwest, traveling to the West Coast. Like you said, Rams need it. I think that they've got more answers on defense than the Bears, and I think that Jared Goff's going to do just enough for the for the Rams to pull out in this one. But it's going to be a close one, and it's going to be a fun one on Monday Night Football. We're going to toss it to one more break here. When we come back, 
we're going to talk specifically about your Pittsburgh Steelers and their five-star matchup with the Tennessee Titans. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner of WPXI Channel 11 here in Pittsburgh. Jenna, like you said at the top of the show, five-star matchup because we in it. That's what the Steelers always like to say. But literally, it's 5-0 versus 5-0. This is an interesting game for me. I have uh, I talked a little bit about this on the Crossover Thursday episode yesterday, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. But I wanted to get Jenna. Where do you see your key to the game here, the determining factor that's going to flip it either way to the Steelers or the Titans? I think you have to look at the Steelers' defense stopping Derrick Henry, stopping the run, getting that initial tackle. Because if he breaks that initial tackle – Good luck. We saw what he was able to do last week, that 94-yard touchdown run, which made me as a Derrick Henry fantasy owner very happy. (laughs) However, that is going to be a long day for the Steelers if they can't get those tackles. We saw the missed tackle against Miles Sanders of the Eagles and what he was able to do. So I think, I mean, they know this task. They know that he's the guy that they need to hone in on with the fact that he gets – around what 25 carries a game they know that they have their hands full immediately but I think that they do rise to this challenge this is an emotional Steelers team especially after losing Devin Bush last week they want to prove that this defense is still as intact as they are and I think there is that little bit of animosity still for the Titans with everything that happened you know hey this was supposed to be our original bye week we were pumped to you know Everybody had their plans. Everybody had what they were going to do. And now they took it away from them. So I think there is still that little bit of edge in it. And so if you stop Derrick Henry, you stop the run, I think that offense becomes a whole lot more one-dimensional and really opens things up for the Steelers to move to 6-0. I have to, I have to agree with you. Oh, hey, she just went through the whole prediction in with the matchup. I like it. I like Woo! it. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. Tennessee Titans, fifth, fifth on yards per game on the ground. The Steelers – defense number two in stopping the run this you know I always like to say you know you you look for those matchups where it's the immovable object versus the unstoppable force and really that's Derrick Henry in this ground game against the Steelers defense I'm looking forward to some explosions in the hole when he meets Vince Williams and Cam Hayward Stephon Tewitt and company uh and and you're right they got to stop him from being able to get to that second gear that he has that when he gets to that second level, he is so hard to stop, and he's so strong. And so, and when he get when he hits his jets, I mean, secondary guys, the defensive, defensive backs can't get to him. So um, that's I think that is absolutely part of it here. Um, I I think another aspect though is if Ben Roethlisberger continues the efficiency that he's on, I think the Steelers defense they still have a strong game in this one. But I said this before, I said this uh, yesterday on the show as well. I always look at how much better is one team's defensive line over the opponent's offensive line than the, than the reverse. Yeah. In, in other words, how much better is the Steelers' defensive line better than the Titans' offensive line than the Titans' defensive line better than the Steelers' offensive line? And I think that the Steelers' defensive line in this matchup has a huge advantage over an offensive line that just lost Taylor Lewan, that's really looking for answers. All they've got is Ben Jones at center to really depend upon. And then elsewhere, the Steelers' offensive line's getting answers back in David DeCastro – and the defensive front of the of the Titans is kind of still not that great right now. That's where I think the Steelers get a, a bit of an edge here. So that's why that's why I picked them to win. Jenna, on the show yesterday, I said Steelers twenty seven to twenty three, still in a close one uh, on the one o'clock game. What is your final score prediction? Oh, I'm going Steelers twenty eight, Titans twenty four. Okay. So we're uh, 
Wow, we're right there with it. But I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think from what we've seen from Ben this season, he continues to grow. I feel like every single game we see improvement from him. And the fact that him and Claypool, what they've been able to do, the fact that they've been able to connect in the ways that they have and Ben can trust this rookie to do what he's been able to do. I feel like it's just so easy to say that. But the offense has so many weapons and I think also again with the fact that um, AJ Brown might be a little bit in question for the Titans too I think the Steelers offense is strong and I think you know we continue to see them explode for what they've exploded for they put up 26 or more points every game this season I think we're going to continue to see that I've got it's good stuff here Jenna and I both picked the Steelers to win by four points Got a lot of great stuff here. Jenna, thanks so much for, as always, coming on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Please let people know where they can find more of you and what you're up to these days. Well, you can find me on Twitter always, probably tweeting about everything, Pittsburgh sports, Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, all that fun stuff, um, at Jenna Harner 11. Um, you can find me, if you want, on Instagram too, Jenna underscore Harner. I had to think about that for a sec. I feel like I always do that. Um, and then you can catch me and the rest of the Channel 11 sports team on WPXI every night at 6, 10, and 11. Uh, we got a ton of coverage, ton of stuff. You can catch Chris on with us on Tuesdays for Fantasy Football Insider. So we got a we got a whole lot. Indeed you do, Jenna. Indeed you do. Channel 11 doing a lot of great stuff there. You can catch me on there with Jenna, of course, on the Fantasy Insider. I won't be on tomorrow on tonight's uh, Skylights show. Got to do some quarantining after my trip to Miami. But you can see Jenna on covering high school football here in Western Pennsylvania all on Sky on Skylights tonight. Uh, 11.15 on Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. You can also check that on the WPXI Now app um, and on WPXI.com where they, they stream their channel live there. As always, you know, you can find me at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I'll follow you back on Twitter. Go follow me there. Join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. We are 780 people strong right now. Um, growing every day. It's a great group to be a part of. You get to meet all the other Steelers fans, including everyone that, that appears on this show. Um, thanks so much to have been part of that. And, and hey, thanks to all you who subscribed to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. It's a great show. I'm glad to be doing it for you guys and interacting with you guys all the time. You guys help make this show great with the, with the feedback that you guys give. If you're loving the show, please leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show, gets us higher, gets us more notice and more praise. And if you do so, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, you will get a shout-out right here on the show, like this person, who crawl. 18 or 8875 says great show chris does a fantastic job to be to be unbiased and to really look at the game from all angles enjoy tony tuesday and Tuesdays and match shows with, with, uh, that we hear from the opposing team reports to get an overall idea of what the game and the match will look like i appreciate his humor and try to keep things light and enjoyable we'll be a longtime fan of chris crawl 8875 i'm honored to have you as a longtime fan Thanks so much for your support. And, hey, we, uh, if you want to get your shout-out, please leave us a five-star review doing so. It, I mean, uh, you guys think it might not do a whole lot, but it does. Those things really help out the show. Thanks to everyone else who's also done that. And thanks to everyone who's been listening to the show this week. We've got a big game this weekend. I'll be back on Monday right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast to recap it, give you all the feedback that you need to get your Steelers fixed. Until then, have a great, great weekend, everybody.